Today is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The Supreme Court is getting ready to release some major decisions, but in a completely different way than ever before. We'll have that top story and more on today's Quick Start podcast, where we aim to bring you news from a Christian perspective. If you agree with that mission, you want to get on board, you can help, subscribe, listen to this podcast, join us every day, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, share it with a friend, all that good stuff. The news of the day doesn't have to be frustrating. You can add a little sanity to the mix by hopping along with us as we go through the news of the cray, as we like to call it together. And joining me to go through it today and get through the day, Trey Gones Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBNsFaithWire.com with a look at what's coming up on the pod. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Tuesday to you. We right. are living the dream. Yes. I mean, already to already to to Tuesday. I can't even speak. To it's Tuesday. almost the weekend, as Billy would say. Yeah. yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. That <laughs> is the quick start challenge. Just listen to this podcast for at least two weeks, and you'll get through your week faster, guaranteed. It's yes. science or something like that. Look, science is a little bit of a loose thing these days, so we're just gonna just gotta follow it. You yeah, just gotta follow, follow it. We're calling that science. Don't question it. Don't study it or look into it. Just just go <laughs> along with it. That's what they want you to do these days, anyway. All kidding aside, guys, what do we have coming up? Well, we have got a liberal Supreme Court justice praising a conservative Mm. Supreme Court justice. We'll dig into the details on that. And we're going to talk about Lightyear, the latest film from Disney's Pixar, a spinoff of Toy Story. And uh, to put it one way, it didn't make it to infinity (laughs) and beyond. (laughs) No, it did not. Did not. It underwhelmed at the box office for sure. But we're gonna we're gonna dive into why on that. It's a fun conversation up ahead. And on the main thing today, Billy had a conversation with Stephen Kendrick, filmmaker, uh, talking about a whole host of issues, including um, why we need to, as pro life Christians, be fully pro life, and specifically on issues like adoption. So great conversation that'll be coming up a little bit later in the podcast. But first things first today the Supreme Court and the rulings that are coming up this month. Normally, there's a bit of pomp and circumstance with these. Uh, Usually in attendance, there's some media, there's staffers, spectators, some family, those sorts of things. Sometimes the justices will even address the audience. They'll they'll offer whoever wrote the main dissent sometimes will sit there and offer their critiques. This time, however, it's basically going to be like a blog post. You're just going to get a click and up there they all are. And um, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. For starters, someone's in custody for attempting to murder Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So, And of course, the leak heard around the world with the Dobbs case. There are 18 cases left in the midst of all this. And the big ones everyone is waiting uh, to, to hear on are on a range of topics, including abortion, the Second Amendment, religious liberty, and the environment. And we'll just go through a quickly a couple of those, and then we'll we'll chat about them. So on abortion, of course, Dobbs versus Jackson that could effectively overturn Roe v. Wade. That's the biggest one. Uh, religious liberty. There's a couple cases. A main initiative that excluded some religious schools from getting tuition. And of course, there's Coach Joe Kennedy, who was suspended for praying at the school. He was told by Justice Kagan. She described it this way: it put quote undue pressure, kind of coercion on students to participate in religious activities when they may not wish to on immigration. Justices are looking at whether the Biden administration can end the Trump-era border policy known as, quote, remain in Mexico, end quote. That's been blocked so far. There's a Second Amendment case. There's a century-old New York law 
on concealed weapons outside the home. Second Amendment advocates have been pushing for clarification on that. And there's one on climate, a big one that people are waiting for, the EPA's authority to regulate carbon emissions from existing power plants. So that those are the main ones at play here, guys. And why, why does it matter? Obviously, as Christians, you know, these are the governments that are in power, the courts that are ruling on these things, particularly when it comes to religious freedom and the life issue. These are things that are intrinsically intertwined with who we are as Christians. So a lot of big things coming and it's going to just, it's going to happen not like usual. It's going to happen kind of quickly when it does. Yeah, it's going to be a historic term and a historic year, I think, you know, for the Supreme Court and for the country and coming off of COVID with all that tension, you know, you already mentioned we've had an attempted, alleged attempted assassination. We've had all of these other things go on. So, you know, I understand why they're not maybe going to go through it the way they normally would. It'll be interesting to see how the summer goes, right? Summers of late have been tricky with protesting. And so I don't know what that's going to look like with all the pro-life centers we've seen being attacked and all this, you know, we got to really pray for, for peace and calm and cool heads, regardless regardless of the anger and frustration people might feel. Yeah. And uh, real quick on that, Billy, on that note, with these violence happening against pro-life organizations and churches, we are going to be looking into later in the week on the main thing, Jane's Revenge, uh, which is an organization that um, is fight in the pre-abortion days, the pre-Roe v. Wade days, they were helping people get abortions. And now you're seeing that name pop up with a lot of these attacks. So we're going to dive into that later in the week. I think it's interesting to the decision-making process here to not go ahead and release the decision on Dobbs, for example, and just get that out of the way because you you would think that it would be better just to go ahead and, and rip the Band-Aid off almost, yeah. you know, than, uh, than to continue to delay. Not that people, not that the Supreme Court should be motivated by potential protests or even potential violence. They shouldn't be forced into releasing these opinions for that reason. Um, but you would just think that for the protection of the justices, unfortunately, it's something that has to be considered uh, that they would have just gone ahead and released, you know, this decision. But uh, I think, regardless of, of when it ends up coming, I think you're right, Billy, that there's that there's going to probably be uh, some protests and potentially some riots, and you know, in in both directions, it, it's it's possible. So because uh, violence has broken out quite a few times over the last yeah. couple summers. Um, so at, at any anytime there's a, a big Supreme Court decision, there's the potential for protests to turn dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, we will, of course, keep you updated on CBNnews.com, faithwire.com on those issues. And amidst all the division, guys, uh, there was, as Billy, you mentioned at the top, a kind of refreshing moment ahead of all these Supreme Court rulings. And uh, Billy, you've got the details on that. Yeah, it's Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She spoke before the American Constitutional Society this past Thursday, and she was praising a fellow Supreme Court justice. And it's interesting because that person was Clarence Thomas, somebody who obviously is in deep disagreement with Sotomayor on a whole slew of issues. Uh, But it was really interesting to see her talk about him in a light that we don't often see. And so she was basically going through her friendship with him, 
talking about how kind and compassionate he is, how he shows love for others. And she said, look, I, I suspect I have probably disagreed with him more than any other justice, that we have not joined each other's opinions more than anyone else. So it wasn't just we disagree. We are on polar opposite sides. We never agree on anything when it comes to the judiciary. Um, and yet she said, quote, Justice Thomas is one just is the one justice in the building that literally knows every employee's name, every one of them. Mm. Uh, she went on to say that he approaches people to ask about their family members to see how they're doing. He knows all their family members' names. And she said that when her own stepfather died, he was the first person to send her flowers. She then said, quote, he is a man who cares deeply about the court as an institution, about the people who work there. He has a different vision than I do about how to help people and about their responsibilities to help themselves. <clears throat> and again, she admitted, look, these are big philosophical differences that we have, but that they have a common understanding regarding people and kindness and that this connection is what enables them to be friends and to still continue to go on their daily battles, even though they have these different opinions on all the cases they're dealing with. The reason this commentary matters so much, obviously we've talked about the leaked Dobbs decision. It created a lot of tension, not only outside of the court, but also within the court. Thomas himself talking recently about the fact that the institution of the Supreme Court, that he always assumed that something like this would never happen, that it would never, it was unthinkable that something could leak. And the fact that it did leak has created that tension. He said, everybody's sort of looking over their shoulders now. And so it was really amazing in light of that specific issue to see that there's not only a friendship there, but that they can disagree and do it with grace with one another. And so that, that to me just really stood out. I don't know what, what you guys think on that one. It's a lost art in the country right now to disagree, but still respect and love and be friends with one another. And you're seeing it now with this activism. I think people just say you're the enemy and it happens on both sides. And I think as Christians, it's our duty to be able to speak truth and love, not relinquish the truth, but still love one another and still treat them with respect and dignity. Good for them, too, for modeling what tolerance yeah. in a pluralistic society actually looks like, because the secular world will try to tell us that in the media, the entertainment world, whatever, will try to tell us that the definition of tolerance is to just completely accept and yeah. embrace whatever somebody else identifies as or whatever. Somebody and then else delete believes. all the other things, right? Like right. you, you canceled if yes. you don't agree. Yes. So and more often than not, it, what ends up happening is uh, every position is acceptable except for the conservative and Christian <laughs> position. Right. Um, so good for them for modeling what actual tolerance looks like, uh, because we do not, as you were saying, Dan, we don't do a good job of practicing it in our day-to-day -day lives yeah. as a culture. Um, so it's good to see it from, from these justices, and maybe it'll trickle down to a few yeah. people who see the story. Yeah, it's man. an emotional intelligence thing, too. I'll just add this quickly. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. They're looking at the temperature in the country and recognizing we actually need to be and I'm assuming yeah. this, but saying these things right now, because this is real and people need to understand this. Yeah, no, totally. hundred percent. I mean, there's just so much division today. And guys, it, it, there, it, it, it's reminiscent of the division that existed in our internal messaging today on this Lightyear movie. <laughs> <laughs> We've been debating this thing all day. Well, because you're wrong. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. We'll have this conversation here. Was Lightyear a flop or not? The opening weekend... <laughs> has some people dancing on the grave of Walt Disney and Disney Plus <laughs> and Pixar and anyone related to Disney. But Trey, you've got the details on this one. I give you the floor. 
Well, I mean, what a setup there. <laughs> so, all right, let's get right into it. So, uh, Lightyear, an animated biopic about uh, Buzz Lightyear, the astronaut from Toy Story that we were just talking about. So, it fell well short of its uh, projected box office earnings on its opening weekend, according to Deadline. Disney anticipated a $70 million weekend. Instead, the movie brought in $51 million domestically. It's important to note a couple things here. One, box office projections are, generally speaking, intentionally conservative uh, because they want to, you know, under-promise and over-deliver, just like any good politician. Uh, and number two, this is a spinoff, uh, but it still is directly tied to the Toy Story series, uh, which is you know, synonymous, honestly, with Disney's Pixar uh, so for context, in 2019, obviously this is before the pandemic, but in 2019, Toy Story 4 earned $120 million in its opening weekend. Uh, and in 2010, Toy Story 3 generated more than $110 million. Uh, Lightyear cost $200 million to produce, and that doesn't count any marketing material or efforts that may have, have been spent additionally, or that were spent additionally. So uh, there are a few reasons the film, was, which is actually banned uh, in several countries uh, might not have done very well, uh, including the fact that for whatever reason, Disney chose not to recast Tim Allen as Buzz. Uh, Tim Allen is in other Disney projects that are forthcoming. Disney Plus is, is reviving the Santa Claus series. So he's not out at Disney, but he was not uh, in this movie. Uh, and he's voiced the character of Buzz Lightyear since the inception of Toy Story, so uh, that probably contributed to it. Uh, then the main criticism, certainly among Christians and a lot of conservatives, is a same-sex kiss that got a whole lot of attention in the lead-up to the film's release. Uh, and this right here, is the, this is my opinion, um, and we'll get into it in, in a couple minutes. Uh, but looking back in retrospect to last week, uh, the poor box office performance this week uh, makes sense of, of some of the comments that Chris Evans made, and Chris Evans' voices buzz in Lightyear, uh, and he maligned those who take issue with the same-sex kiss as idiots. Uh, <laughs> Billy talked about this story last week. Uh, he told Reuters that those who oppose same-sex relationships will, quote, die off like dinosaurs. He said, I think the goal is to pay them no mind, march forward, and embrace the growth that makes us human. Uh, so my take here is that it's almost as if Evans was floating a reason that if the movie had a bad opening uh, opening weekend, he could point back to that and say, well, it's because of, of all of the conservatives or Christians who talked bad about it uh, and it didn't do well. So there's a whole lot of backstory here, but this comes after uh, uh, several months of trouble for Disney. Uh, much of it began when they made headlines in March when CEO Bob Chapek uh, chose to go all in in his condemnation of Florida's parental rights and education law. Uh, and since then, uh, Disney executives uh, have signaled in April and, and on now to today uh, that they want to include more and more openly LGBT characters in Disney projects, including, like Lightyear, Disney projects that are geared towards children. Uh, so it's it's a it's an interesting thing. There are a whole lot of reasons uh, that the the movie could have flopped and not done as well as anticipated. Uh, but I think the the culture war here about the, the LGBT stuff, I, I think we would be remiss to not consider that as as one of the main reasons. Sure, sure. And I see, and I think that I generally agree with that assessment. I think where where I'm pushing back on is I've seen a lot of headlines today just say go woke, go broke. Now. 
I don't think it's as simple as that. I mean, I, I think that's part of it for sure. For the reasons you stated, Trey, um, I think it's probably a, a large reason. Might even be the biggest reason for the for the underwhelming performance. I, I just don't think it's the only reason. That's 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 really the only place I would go because some people say, well, why why they cancel Tim Allen? Well, and again, I'm pushing back on sort of the more extreme headlines, you know, because. Tim Allen's still there's still Disney Plus is featuring him in an upcoming series on based on his Claws movies. So it's not like they're anti Tim Allen. They've got him in an upcoming series. So so there's that. I don't think that part of it's woke where some people try to tie it to that. You know, and it's also a movie based on a side character who's a lovable character. But sometimes lovable side characters don't drive box office hits. And um, and maybe it's just not good. I mean, that could be I have not watched it. Not going to watch it. That said. That said, all I'm my only real argument. I know we were kind of debating and going back and forth on it a little bit, but my only real argument is that it's, and I don't think we disagree that much. I just think it's not so obvious as some of the headlines make it. Is oh, you went woke and you went broke. Although Disney's certainly trying to go woke. I mean, we've seen the videos of them admitting the quote unquote gay agenda, and and I know I know at least one family just talking to today who said they were going to take their family because their kids were excited, but then found out about the lesbian kiss thing in it and said no so so i think i think it's like an all of the above situation going on here yeah i mean i think it's an all of the above situation but i think it would be sort of insane not to assume that the majority even if it's 60 percent or 70 percent is because of what disney's been doing i mean look you've got you have four other films in this the last one made a billion dollars okay worldwide Total, right? So you've got a movie right now, and here's here's why I would say this is definitive. Which, which one? Which one made a billion? The last Toy, Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four. Right. With, with Tom Hanks. Good. With Tom Hanks in it. Sure, but and that's over time, <laughs> right? But right. But I mean, I don't. No offense, I've never gone to a movie because Tom Hanks was in it in my life. But oh. I'm sure there are people who do. Um, so he <laughs> was quite say, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Polar Express ruined it for me. But anyway, so, so if you go through and you look at Lightyear, I think that the main reason this is the majority is because normally international sales are much higher than domestic, right? Yeah. And when you look at the domestic, you've got 51 million, as Trey said. International is only 34 million, and that's because this movie, because they chose to put this scene in, had to not be shown in in 16 countries, yeah. right? I don't know what the exact number is now. So, so because of that decision, it is absolutely financially hurting them. Now, in the U.S., we can have that debate. Is it because, you know, Tim Allen wasn't there? I mean, these are animated characters. I think kids are going not because there are famous people in it. They're going because they love the movie. So to me, if Disney thought they were going to get 70 million domestic and they walked away with 51, this is a clear message being sent from some people that they are, that they are not happy with what is in this film. Yeah. I, I don't think that's just anecdotal, but I agree. I think there are other, there are well, other factors. And it's the building, like aside from just this movie, it's the, it's the snowball effect. Like they've been doing, mm -hmm. like we're, we're seeing the videos, as I mentioned of them right. saying, we're trying to put a gay agenda on your kids. Absolutely. Like that's, that's going to yeah. make people uncomfortable. Absolutely. No doubt well, about I, it. Yeah. So. I definitely think that's true. I think some of this is not directly related to Lightyear, but it is related to Disney. So yes. they're like, well, I'm just not going to, this is the biggest, you know, Disney thing to be in theaters since a Marvel movie, which Marvel movies always do well. Right. <laughs> How much uh, do those make, Trey? I mean, you know, but yeah. The, right. Yeah. Those, uh, you know, the Spider-Man movie essentially, which is owned by Disney, essentially saved the box office uh, after COVID. And then this is, is kind of. You know, it, it's yeah. definitely not a success, not a not a huge no. success. So, 
Uh, it's interesting. I do think the one comment that I was going to make about Tim Allen, I'm, I'm not saying that this was a cancellation thing because I, I don't think that's the case, as you explained, Dan, but the target audience really, at least a big chunk of the target audience for Lightyear is, is my generation. I'm 30 years old and grew up on Toy Story movies, and right. we all want to see dumb we all see Tim Allen in it. Right. And, it. and it's just kind of a weird choice. It would be like if we made these eight Indiana Jones movies, and then we're going to cast someone other than Harrison Ford. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's wasn't a wise choice i i think from a marketing chris standpoint. evans is great no but. he's great but he, i mean you can't be you can't just suddenly turn yourself into an iconic character i mean it's just not yeah. it's not possible it's like anytime you see one of those movies that you're like oh um i'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head but when you see someone else auditioned for it but like you brought up indiana jones burt reynolds was supposed to be the indiana jones and you, you look at those movies and you just think you can't possibly imagine those with burt reynolds or nothing just, <laughs> and burt reynolds is great there's nothing wrong with burt reynolds it just it's, wouldn't be right. Right. Well, it just wouldn't be right now that I, you've seen it. Can I just pull us back to really quickly? You mentioned those videos where they were saying by the end of the year, you know, one of the presidents there at Disney, they wanted to see a certain yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The percentage of their characters being LGBTQ. You've got that. Um, you also have the survey that we cannot forget about. It was over 70% of the country mm -hmm. you know, last year saying that they had a favorable view of Disney. That's down to 30 some odd percent. And now you've thrown in the direct scene that speaks to the leaked videos, right? Yeah. So I don't know how we walk away from this. If I were Disney right now, even if I thought this was a victory in terms of being some sort of you know, social warrior on these issues, I would be a little bit concerned. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, we're going to we're going to keep watching all the things Disney's doing because they're a big culture mover and um, they're obviously going in a very, very political direction. And so that's a good segue into our next conversation where Billy, for the main thing today, spoke to filmmaker Stephen Kendrick. He talked to him about the importance of Christians getting beyond just talking about Roe v. Wade and the importance of standing up for life across the board and supporting efforts like adoption. Great conversation. Check it out. Abortions in America are on the increase. There were 930,000 abortions in 2020, up from 862,000 in 2017. When you break it all down in the year 2020, that means that one in five pregnancies resulted in abortion. Now, all of these numbers, which just came out from the Guttmacher Institute, they come at the same time that the U.S. Supreme Court is preparing to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, Roe v. Wade is the 1973 court case that legalized abortion across the nation. Even if the Supreme Court strikes Roe down, here's what we know. We know that many states will continue to allow abortion. So what does all that mean? And how can Christians in the church come alongside women to reach hearts, reach minds, and to make abortion unthinkable. I recently sat down with filmmaker Stephen Kendrick, who is on a mission to inspire Christians and churches to champion life. He and his brother Alex Kendrick have a new film coming out in September called Life Mark. It's a film about adoption, and it will be in theaters September 9th with Fathom Events. Now, Stephen talked about the importance of not just speaking about politics, but of changing hearts. Let's hear what he had to say. Well, people will be entertained with a family-friendly movie when they see it in the theater. Uh, but our hope is that it will not only spawn discussions about uh, the value of life, the beauty of adoption, and the journey you know that these 
families went on. Also to see that one courageous decision made in faith can completely change your life and everybody else's life around you if you will trust God, even when you're in a crisis and in a panic. That's demonstrated in this movie. But we would love to impact the culture. We would like for the church to again to step up champion life, champion adoption, champion families. Uh, We really want discipleship to take preeminence over just overturning Roe v. Wade or helping a girl not choose abortion. Bigger than uh, helping a girl to in a crisis pregnancy to get through that moment is if you're not helping her come to know Christ and grow in her relationship with him, she may be in the same situation a year later. You know, because those root issues that led her into that decision have not been saved, have not been dealt with. And so when we think about what Jesus calls us to as believers, he calls us to the greatest mission to make disciples of all nations. It is to enter into somebody's life in a loving relationship and to walk with them through a journey of faith, introducing them not only to Christ, but to his word and helping them to apply his word to their lives. And it not only transforms them, but it gives everything about their lives purpose and value. And it prepares them to make their lives count for God's glory and among the nations. And so the church has to get beyond political debating. We got to get beyond just short-term thinking of we got to overturn a law man, let's change the hearts and the minds of our nation. And let's do that by introducing them back to what God's truth says, because it does set us free. And we hope this movie will be a lasting impact on not only the present generation when it comes to the value of adoption, but also the next generation when it comes to the value of the unborn. Stephen also juxtaposed living in sin versus finding Jesus, noting that the latter can change our perspective and in turn transform our culture. Sin brings nothing but death, destruction uh, in its wake uh, everywhere it goes. And so when people shift to giving life, giving their lives to Christ and experience the gospel, he not only forgives them, but he puts his Holy Spirit in our hearts and begins to change us and give us a love for people that we hated, give us an understanding of life and its value and its purpose, helping us to redeem the time. But it also blesses the laws of the land, the families of the land, the education of the land, the entertainment of the land. Everything shifts in a good direction when Jesus moves back towards the center. And so that's what we want to happen. Regardless of what happens in the Supreme Court, I think the church needs to always take advantage of the times that we're placed in and we need to surf on the cultural waves that are put in front of us and use it as an opportunity to leverage the gospel, to change people's lives, to make disciples of all nations and to to shine on Jesus. Because when we do that, uh, we're fulfilling our purpose as to why he put us here. And the Kendricks are living out their purpose. They're hoping that LifeMark inspires audiences to think deeper about these issues, about adoption and about the importance of life. The film starring Kirk Cameron is all about a teenager whose world is essentially turned upside down when his birth mother unexpectedly reaches out to him. Now, the movie shows the powerful journey that follows. You can find out more at LifeMarkMovie.com. All right, Billy, thank you for that conversation there. Important as always. And we have time for one last thing today, guys. And Trey, this is 
really, as Onlooker said, quote, something to behold. Yeah, it's an incredible story. So Pastor Sonny Smith of Balsora Baptist Church in Texas is calling it a sign from God after his church's sanctuary burned to the ground with only one thing left remaining upright, and it was the cross. Mm. Uh, so it's Spokesperson for the fire department said the fire took the structure, but not the cross, a symbol that the building was just that, a building. The church is the congregation, and where two or more are gathered, there he is also. Yeah, and then I saw as well that they had um, church outside. They Other churches offered them space to have hold their service. I think they got about 100 people in their church. Yeah. And then they said, no, we're going to have it here. And then there are these stirring images of them having church right outside this burned building uh, in front of the cross. Well, that is amazing stuff. And that is all the time we have for today's uh, podcast episode of the Quick Start Podcast. And as always, head on over uh, to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And now that you've found the best news podcast in the world, don't keep it all to yourself. Share it with a friend. Tell them about it. Leave a rating, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow. God bless. See you then.